your business in the front. Party in the back. Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I am Lauren. And, and I've got an incredibly to- sore neck. <laughs> from doing Why? that. From doing that. And like all crunches in my neck. I don't think that's a good your thing. Your sound much. went really loud all of a sudden because your mouth went really close. To the <laughs> Welcome to yep. Business in the Front Party in the Back. Yeah, you just said that. Are you saying that again? Yes, because no. I got very distracted and uh, <laughs> carrying on okay. like a pork chop. And we often get distracted. I'm sure our listeners well, know this well enough by now. That's true. I was going to, um, you know, welcome the listener at home and thank them for joining us. Oh, yes, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's going to be a great show. Yeah, this is a good one. Lots of tips and tricks today. Lots of tips and tricks. I've been doing my due diligence, doing lots of research um, into what we could talk about. So, yes, we are talking a little bit about uh, aging gracefully today, Lauren, which uh, hopefully you and I are doing, hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely we are. And that's, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but I actually had you talk about the theme of the episode because you're a lot older than me. Oh, that really hurt. That really hurt. You know, when Thanks. someone's older than you, you can just always make fun of them for yeah. it because it will never change. Yeah, I don't have anyone older than me apart from my parents. I don't know anyone else who's older than me. Everyone's younger than me. So, yeah, yeah. I don't have anyone to pay out. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you yeah. for giving me the uh, responsibility. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, so yes, this was actually your idea though, Lauren. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, that's your theme. Yeah. This is one of your ideas. <laughs> Lauren and I do brainstorming every so often. Uh, yeah. when we say brainstorming, it's a little mouse running a little bit faster in our, in our brain, <laughs> turning that yeah. wheel, the little hamster, yeah. whatever it is. I think this was actually one where I had an incident at a rest at the restaurant mm-hmm. and I'll t- talk about that later. And then I messaged you and I was upset and I thought this could be a good catalyst for, for a show. So love it. It's kind of how this happened, but we'll yeah. talk about that later after yeah. we kind of talk about, you know, our oh, weeks. Cause I think you and I have yeah. had a lot going on. So, have. so what's been going on with you? Oh, okay. Um, well, I, um, was involved in my first online summit. So that was really fantastic. Yeah, that that episode, yeah, it went live today and you know, it's really good. Uh, so it's basically a summit called May 2020 and it's based out of the States and it was a lot about personal development and also just development, um, in business professionals as well. And so I did a, uh, a workshop, 20 minute workshop on how to create a stress-free business in life. Mm. And it was really fantastic. I was really happy to be part of it. And I think that one of the things that I just want to mention when I talk about that, I guess, is that when people are given opportunities, when you're extended opportunities, when I am, I think it's really important to do the research to make sure you're affiliating yourself with something that you feel proud of representing. Mm. I remember one time, I don't know if I told you this, but this woman asked to introduce interview me on her YouTube show. And when I look back at the content and the quality she was producing, I just didn't feel like it was in line with what I wanted to be involved in. Mm. And this May 2020 was the complete opposite of that. She just has her shit together. She sent supportive graphics. She was like telling you know us about what was happening a lot. She communicated well. She was promoting it. I mean, when you look at the graphics, I know you saw them. They're just yeah, so beautiful. Really pop, like lots of color. Yeah. 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 And just done. really professional. And, you know, she even sent me my own little video that I could use as promotion. And yeah, so it was just really well done. And I was really happy to be a part of that. So that was really cool. I hope I'll do more summits in the future. I'm always happy to be involved. 
Uh, yeah. And then this week I also was interviewed on a YouTube show, which was really great with Leanne, the barefoot medium. She interviewed me. I think that was a connection from that you was actually. Right? Yeah. yeah. So she interviewed me and we talked on her show about how to create a stress-free business in life as well with a pretty big focused on time management in that conversation. So yeah, so that I was might a stick good in the uh, show notes, hey? Give her a little bit of a Yeah, plug. that sounds good. Do that. And uh, yeah, so that was fun. I was happy to be part of that. I just think it's great that I'm trying these things out and yeah. putting myself out there. And um, I've got a few more things I'm trying to chase down at the moment. So watch this space. But uh, also I'm heading to Darwin tomorrow to do a workshop on success at work. And I'm super pumped. You know, when you um, are working on something, I'm sure you have this with your mentorship and you're just pumped because you know, it's yes. good. Yes. <laughs> you can't wait to get That's there. That's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that too. So I'm really looking forward to it. And this is actually going to be with a group of 10 people. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty big group. So uh, the 10, are they the 10 you're presenting to or there's 10 other people presenting? No, it's me two days, nine to four, two for two full wow. solid days. No wonder you need a recovery day. Yeah, exactly. I was telling Michelle at the top of the hour that we were trying to connect next week. And I was like, I need a recovery day on Wednesday after that. I think it's good to be self-aware though. For me, I get drained easily. Um, yeah. I know that's a message I'm telling myself, but I also think it's just a self-awareness thing that when I when I extend a lot, I need that time to nurture and replenish so yeah. well I remember when you got that flu then that would last for quite a while didn't it so exactly you so learn I know better mm. mm-hmm. that's what aging gracefully can do for a person what a great segue look at you go yes but we still need to hear about how your week's gone so we can't segue that perfectly but no that still. was great that was great though I love that yeah it's been interesting I've been doing a bit of manifesting Lauren I um I've had a quiet week this week and you know how I am with this. It's all energy and stuff like that. And I was feeling a bit flat on Monday, I guess. And, you know, we did that Rainbow Beach trip and and that was awesome. But I felt like I kind of needed maybe more than three days. And I was a little bit sort of very, very busy when I got back, you know, had a busy week. And then this week it's been quite flat. I've been feeling quite flat and my bookings sort of reflect that. I'm, I'm quite down on what I normally am. I'm still, you know, good, you know, in terms of where I need to be to um, make ends meet, like during the week and stuff like that. So that's all good, but it's just a bit low. So I was sort of putting it out to the universe. I was like, well, uh, I went to a Chamber of Commerce meeting yesterday on the Sunshine, oh, not yesterday, last week on the Sunshine Coast. And they pointed out that there's a new magazine up here. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll just reach out to them and see if they need anyone to contribute or something like that. And then uh, I was thinking about magazines and I enjoy the writing and I like doing the bios and media releases. And then my uh, friend from Spiritual Events Directory rang me up and said, oh, we were just discussing the magazine and do you want to be more involved in that? And I was like, wow, because I was only thinking mm-hmm. about it kind of in the morning and she, we chatted for about two hours and yes, yeah, so we've discussed some ways for me to be involved and be like a permanent member, like on the payroll kind of thing. So it's another source of income, which means I've got the mentorship, which is that constant for 10 weeks. And then I've got this as well. So that was a great chat. So we're just trying to figure figure out, you know, the uh, deal, you know, how we're going to make it work and stuff like that. But it means that every, it's bi-monthly. So every couple of months, I'll be putting all of that together, doing interviews, videos, all that sort of stuff. So I think that'd be good. And it'll be that constant 
ticking along mm. in the background um, and I can do it outside hours you know I can do it before or after the nine to five where I do my readings and healings Perfect. so yeah and then I can write them um, when I have a slow week you know so I was thinking about when I have these slow weeks you know what I could be doing to fill in those gaps so that was mm. awesome and have, I think that's um, a bit of manifestation of course it is I love that um have you heard of have you signed on for source bottle yet no, no, but there was a couple of comments do, that I was telling you make about. Make sure you do that. Yeah. And let's put a link to that in the show notes as well, because basically Source Bottle is where you can sign up. I don't know if it's international or if it's just Australia. I, it must be. I don't know. Anyway, um, I guess our listener at home, can they can figure that out for themselves. But basically, <laughs> you sign up for Source Bottle and then you get these emails delivered to you every day with media opportunities. So it's people looking for people to interview on a variety of subjects. So when I read them, I think of you. And um, also, do you remember when we spoke with Annette Dencham? She's yes. from a, the yeah, Audacious Agency. So yep. she actually has a newsletter called The Weekly Rocket. And they send it out as well, where they actually summarize some of these opportunities as well, in case you've oh, missed them. That's a good so one. I signed on for that as well. And so maybe we could put a link to that too. And it's so good because I saw a few opportunities yesterday that I've missed to mm -hmm. be on a podcast and also there's a um it's called ticker tv I don't really know I tried to look it up on my phone and none of their videos were loading so I thought is this a sign that I don't want to be on this program mm -hmm. but um I thought I might look into that a little bit today and even flick them a note and say hey your mobile view is not working yeah but um yeah. So I think these are just opportunities. I do think of you whenever I read them and I will send stuff your way if, if I see something, but for our listener at home, it's a really good one because I think that sometimes we think press will come to us when we really need to put ourselves out there. And I know you and I are looking at rebranding the show at the moment and kind of playing with some different headlines. I know you found an opportunity for us to maybe put a, put our show on, on, on a different site. So these are really critical things that everyone needs to do to advance their business. These one small percenters. So maybe once a week, it could be a good goal to reach out to somebody new in that way. So yeah. at the moment I'm working on my flyer to deliver to businesses in my area for workshops and things like that. So that's part of what I'm also doing. Yeah, yeah I got a photo excellent. shoot last week. I forgot to tell you. Yeah. So, so nice. Yeah, so that's really exciting. Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I did such a good so, job. Anyway, uh, it's really good to position yourself as an expert in that way. Media press can help you to do that. And so it's great to see that you're going to be doing that for the magazine. That's going to just another thing to help you build your authority. Yeah. And it's not, um, you know, it's not like it's going to make me rich or anything. Magazines uh, are tricky, like newspapers and everything. Like there's not much going on there financially, but it's just keeping my finger on the pulse. I like doing the writing. I like doing the interviews and it's just another, you know, solid source of income just ticking away in the background. So um, I think it's about the enjoyment and that's part of um, aging. I think as well, you sort of realize that it's uh, good to have those things so that you can have a bit of downtime. You know, you don't always have to be running around like a crazy person. And I think that's been my life for the last 21 years as a journalist. And it's a little bit different getting used to, yeah having that downtime, having time to work on my business, promote myself a bit more. Those um, sites that I came across yesterday, Lauren, are Thrive Global. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're amazing. 
and Elephant Journal, and they actually give you opportunities. Elephant Journal is the one I was telling you about where you can put your podcast up there and do all of that stuff. But they're both uh, blogging, so you can write complete articles. People follow you. They can like you, comment, like all that sort of stuff. And it's very clever. There's a lot of rewards. So when you click on someone else's article, it gives you more kind of bonus point kind of things. Like you get this 100% rating or you could have a 50% rating. But the more you click and like and interact with other people's articles, the more your rating goes up. So it's an incentive to get on to other people's articles. So I'm hoping, I don't know how to get followers, but I'm just on there. Hopefully they come. But I feel like the more I comment and like and interact with others that they might, um, you know, see me and, and follow me. Um, and I guess that's what happens with Twitter and Insta and all the different things. So that's the yeah. idea. But um, Thrive Global and Elephant Journal, if you're looking for uh, blogging cool. opportunities and you can talk about whatever you want, which is great. So I also post about my mentorship on my page this week and I've got another 15 or 20 people lined up to do mentorship in 2021. I am going to have to manage that and just figure out how I'm going to do it so that I'm not doing you know, two or three groups a week. I don't really want to do that, but I do have groups keen to kind of get going. So I'm just trying to work that out how I'm going to um, run them during the week. And um, I did a bio for a lady. You don't have to do them all at one time. Sorry? You don't have to do them all at one time. No, no, no. But I I have groups who, I have a bunch of groups waiting to do level one and then I have a bunch waiting to do level two. So I'm just trying to figure out because otherwise like it's like, you know, people are waiting 10 weeks to start again and, or, you know, 20 weeks to start again. And I don't want to keep the gap that big. Yeah. I don't want to keep the gap that big. So I'm just trying to well figure out how I do that. Um, and then I, yeah, did a bio for a lady in um, spiritual events directory this week. And now she's asking me to help her out with her Facebook live. So going to run through that with her, um, give her some feedback, tips on lighting and things like that. So that's another good little um, opportunity and another way to, uh, yeah, bring in some extra cash on the side, which is uh, fabulous. Now, today's show, Lauren, uh, getting into the show, because I think we've talked enough is brought to you by Michelle Price, the Lightworker on Facebook. So I do mentorship, as I just alluded to, helping you discover your gifts and develop them, spiritual gifts, that is. I also do readings, healings, um, and, you know, reading, healing combo, which is really fun, and uh, paranormal work, and also weekends away. So I've just had another inquiry about a weekend away up here on the sunny coast, which should be really fun, a girl's weekend away that I'll be going out and doing some readings and maybe some healings. I don't know yet. We'll have to figure that out. But um, yeah, really excited about doing that. So Michelle, our price light worker on Facebook. So Lauren, the theme for today, did you want to just elaborate on that? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yawn. I need to have a coffee. I did go for a run today, this morning, and I guess it's tired me out a little bit. It's 9.30 that we're recording this. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. Uh, Okay, yes, let's talk about the theme. So basically, I work at a restaurant. We all know that. This is just, it's not my final goal. It's just what I do on the side and actually enjoy it overall. Now, one of the people that work at the restaurant, he's an older guy. Whenever older women come into the restaurant, he always says, hey, young lady, can I get you a table, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like this facetious joke. I don't really know why he says it, but he says it to women older than him, like noticeably older than him. Hey, young lady, da, da, da. Okay. So I've been seeing this and hearing this for you for months, right? So I'm at, I'm at a table the other day serving like, I don't know, a group of 10 or something. Young, young people in their 20s. I say young people in their 20s. I'm 37, so they're young. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get their attention. I'm just saying, hey, who wants to order a drink? It's very funny when you're a server. People just choose to ignore you. And you know, that's okay. I don't take it personally, but it's just, if you want a drink, you need to order it. You're not going to have one. 
You know what I mean? So I think you just stay just at said, home. If you're going to ignore the um, server, yeah. stay home. Yeah. <laughs> Get your own drink. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I said, does anyone want a drink? And no one was listening to me. So I just thought, all right, I'm going to literally stand here for two seconds and then I'm out, you know, and then we can come back another time. So then this cheeky kid, he goes, hey, the young lady is asking um, if anyone wants a drink. And I went, and then I thought to myself, I'm older than you. And then I realized I was being insulted. That's how I felt anyway, wow. that he was, he was using that. I'm not saying that the guy at work who greets everyone by saying, hi, young lady, is insulting them, mm. but it's kind of a joke in a way, right? Mm. Isn't that yeah, I, I see it as a joke. Too? Yeah, I see it as a joke. Yeah. Right. So yeah, the way you said that, everything. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, me being Canadian, we had that conversation. We're serious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. So when he said that to me, I just went, oh, and I just kind of felt, I don't know, I guess my ego got hurt for a minute because I do, you know, work hard at like maintaining my youthful vitality, which I'll talk about <laughs> later. But, um, yeah, so I just thought that was kind of a good catalyst to talk about aging gracefully on this show. And, uh, yeah, I definitely didn't let it bother me. You know, I didn't mm. lose sleep over it or anything, but it just kind of sparked this. Mm. Well, I was confused for a second because I thought, do I look younger than you? And then I realized that's not what was, what was happening no. because I think that, I don't know how you feel, but I feel the same way as I did when I was in my twenties. Like I'm a lot wiser. I feel more secure. I make different decisions obviously, but I still feel the like I'm the same person. I you agree. Know? And I remember talking to my mom about this and my mom's in her sixties and she said that she also just feels like the same person. And it's kind of interesting when the reflection in the mirror or, you know, the gray hair coming through or whatever tells you different or even how people react to you is, mm. is all of a sudden, all of a sudden different. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree completely agree with you. And I think like I noticed when I was growing up, cause um, you start out being the girl, you know, when people refer to you, it's like, Oh, when I was at hungry Jack's yeah. when I was 14, it's like, listen to the girl, tell the girl what you want. Like it's always this girl reference. And then you kind of hit your, I think it was like for me, maybe late twenties. It was, it took quite a while, late twenties, maybe early thirties. And I became the lady. I think it was probably late twenties. I became a lady and I remember that and I was like, ooh, I'm a lady. Ooh, this is a different thing. Um, and then I think I got woman at some point. Yeah, woman. Um, yeah, so it's interesting as you get older. And then I think like I notice that when you're filling out forms and it's like, oh, you know, please, you know, note down your age or your year, mm. like your birth year. And then it's like scroll, 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 scroll down to the 70s. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it's between 18 and whatever it is, 25. And, you know, here I am yeah, in the bracket now it's like, Oh God, like all these little things. It's like, Oh, it's so it is crazy when you meet people born in the, in the two thousands. Yeah. You go, what? Isn't that the, You're born in the, 2000s. Thing? the millennium? What? Oh my God. Yeah. So funny. I did see something that I loved though. There was a baby, uh, not baby boomer, um, one of the gem wise. And, you know, I think we just got so used to referring to gem wise as oh, you know, all the gen words are so like, you know, hippie and whatever, and they don't know what's going on. And then this girl wrote, you know, the, all the gen Ys are in their late 20s and like 30s now. So can we drop that kind of stigma around mm -hmm. gen Ys? And I was like, oh yeah, I suppose they would be because we've been saying that for years. 
but it hadn't occurred to me. It was a really good point. I thought that was great. Someone on Twitter made that point and I was like, mm. so now I'm a bit more cautious of sort of referring to Gen Ys in that way. So I guess it's the millennials, you know, we have to say the millennials or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really, I'm not very good with labeling groups of people based on age. I don't actually really pay much attention to that, but I do know that I read an article one time and it was basically saying that people born around the time that I'm born. So mm-hmm. I think around 80, I think it was about 82, 80, maybe it was 80 to around 87, something like that. If you're born in that age group, that you're kind of in a weird position because we didn't grow up with the internet, mm. but then the internet came into fruition when I was in grade eight, I think, or grade nine. Mm. And then, so I got my first cell phone when I was 19, for example, Mm. I used to have a pager. So it's kind of like, sometimes when you look at groups of people, you can almost, you know, you would be of an age. When did the internet come in for you? Were you in your, I had the internet, but I was using Google in my first radio, my second radio job, um, in Bundaberg in 19. So when you were in your twenties, 2000. I was 23, 24. Yeah. Okay. So I learned it when I was in junior high. Uh, Yeah. So it's just kind of funny how, you know, when you kind of look at different age groups and Mm. the, you know, the different titles like Gen X, Gen Y, baby boomer, whatever, like you're talking about, they kind of are all significant of a different era, but then there's that one gap in there where like some Mm. people they will only know life with the internet. Yeah. Whereas you, you knew your whole entire childhood. I knew encyclopedias. Yeah. Yes. Which, <laughs> that's right. Go to the library to figure that out. Yeah. And a pager, uh, yeah. faxes, the whole I had thing. a pager too, yeah. faxes. Yeah, we read exactly. off news. We just read off the paper, you know, pieces of paper, printed it off. And we went, that's our bulletin. We didn't have computers to read off or anything like that. We had record players, cart machines. This is radio talk. Lots of button pushing. We were there live, you know, all the time. We didn't have automation when I was in radio, when I started out. So yeah, a lot of changes. Yeah. And I think now like people who get into radio now, all they know is just pushing a button here and there. It's so much easier. Like radio was hard work. Radio was a workout, you know, back in the day, you had to put a really long record on That's What's that? Uh, Hotel California. Uh, Hotel yeah. California is the toilet song, or you get any of the songs that are like, you know, five, six minutes, like um, one of the Guns N' Roses ones as well. November rain. That's a long one. That's a toilet song. So you put one of them on. So American pie. American Pie, another good one. So they're all the toilet songs. That's how I know them. So that was a good chat. Um, I feel like, Lauren, as as I get older, and we were just talking about how we feel and stuff like that, I actually feel like a good wine, and I don't drink, as you know, but um, I feel like wine wine gets better as it ages. I'm aware of that fact. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was in my 20s, I was like, I was so insecure, and I didn't like myself. I didn't like my appearance. I didn't like, you know, anything and it was like, it was all just too much. And then in my thirties, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm getting better, I think, but I was still just knew I had to do a lot of work. I was still working as a journalist then. And, you know, knowing that I wanted to do some other stuff, spiritual stuff, but hadn't, you know, taken the leap, I guess. And then in my forties, I just feel like everything's really come together. I feel like I'm really fit. I'm definitely in the best shape ever. I was overweight for, um, you know, starting out in radio and, and doing silly hours. I was overweight for, you know, my whole radio career, two decades. And now I'm like back to the size that I'm really happy at. Uh, I'm doing a lot of running thanks to COVID shutting the gyms, you know, like there's so many great things that have come from this. And I think, you know, a lot of people talk about the COVID diet, but I think I ate better, you know, during COVID and, and we became vegan after we moved up here as well. So I think being vegan is great um, for your 
aging gracefully because it's high vibrational plant-based is the best it's you know um yeah but you have to be smart when you do that because i've i've tried to be vegan in my 20s and you have to know like how to get the proper nutrients oh, and absolutely. the protein. Yeah. And it's not good and for every blood type. I would recommend. No, um, it didn't work for notes. The blood type diet is really important. Not everyone can be vegan or vegetarian. So blood type diet, if you look that up, I'll put the link in show yeah. notes. I'm but, O positive and it's not, yeah, it's, it's, not, not a, it's not good for you. Like My mum's O as well. Um, I'm A positive, so good for me to be pescatarian at least, but I don't even eat chicken or anything like that. A white meat is okay for me, but I don't eat chicken. But um, yeah, I just vegetarian like fish right? though. Uh, yes, correct. So I eat fish, but I say vegan because I don't eat any dairy or any of the other stuff. So it's just easier okay, when I go out for dinner. But you do eat fish. Yeah, okay. so pescatarian, but without all the dairy and everything else. So it's confusing. Yeah. Um, it's okay. dietary for me. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I'm feeling great, you know, in my 40s. Um, and I couldn't, I don't think I could ask for any more. And I feel more confident, you know, I'm still figuring that mm. out. But I think I, I definitely feel more confident at this age. I remember when I became, when I turned 28, that's when I thought everything really solidified and I felt like I knew who I was and you know, that was a really great year. And now that's going on almost 10 years ago. It's incredible, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, but like you, I've always sort of had the mantra that I get better like a fine wine. I've always said it. I've always made a point of, you know, conditioning my mind to think that way. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I think that, you know, it's difficult because we look at the beauty industry, we look at the people around us and we see what I find so fascinating is that we now see at least you and I are seven years difference, which doesn't matter, but it's just interesting because seven years is a fair amount of time when mm. you think about, you know, growing and aging and stuff. So maybe some of the observations that I'm making now, you would have made ages ago. But mm. I feel that when you're in your mid thirties, mid to late thirties, which is where I'm at, you can start to see the life decisions that people made in their twenties catching up with them. Yeah. Do you notice true. that? Absolutely. Their hair Keep quality, their skin. That, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. All these sort of things. Uh, I find that really fascinating because I can see now oh, you know, these are people who partied really hard and didn't get enough sleep or didn't take care of themselves. And uh, I remember reading somewhere, I can't remember where, but it was something along the lines of, if you're overweight in your 20s, you will probably continue to build weight and get and stay overweight uh, unless you make a real effort not to. So I remember when I was in my late, my mid twenties, I used to eat a lot of, sh drink a lot of sugar, like drink a lot of pop. And oh I would gosh. have maybe two to three large teas a day with milk wow. in it and three sugars in each one. Wow. Yeah. Like I've lost quite a bit of weight because I stopped drinking my calories. Mm. So that was a big, big decision for me that I've kind of made getting older. And then uh, you know, kind of being aware that I think that you need to be responsible for, you know, your body, obviously, for the things you're putting in, for how you, you know, are showing up in the world. So when I talk about that, trying to be, I guess I'm sounding like I'm being vague, but what I mean by that is for me, I'm very aware that I need to exercise at least three times a week to maintain mm -hmm. where I'm at. Mm. I've always in the last uh, seven to eight years had a sedentary job. 
So I need to be very aware that if I don't want to gain weight and, you know, get softer, then I need to be doing that. So those are kind of things that I noticed for myself, not only mentioning the mental benefits of being physically fit as well. Mm -hmm. And then like you with COVID, I started running. I think you and I started running around the same time. Yeah, we do. And yeah, and it's just really just, it's really changed my body a little bit as Mm -hmm. well, lost weight, but I also look at my body in a bit of a different way. I can see it changing. And one thing that I noticed I haven't been doing though, Michelle, is my yoga practice. You said this three weeks in a row, Lauren. I know. I did yoga. Yes. I did yoga on Wednesday morning though. I actually did a full session class. I did a full class online. My girlfriend's got a uh, membership. It's called Yoga Townsville Online. It's only 10 bucks a month. And she does one class a day, um, week, and there are already 40 to 50 classes in there. So if anyone's interested, we can put a link to that in show notes too. Just making it Um, Yeah. So I feel like I'm sort of rambling, but I guess the thing is that when you're younger, when you're in your twenties, I think that you can have more of a laissez-faire attitude Sure. Whereas as you get older, you kind of realize that certain things can't slide, you know, that I need to get, you know, nine hours of sleep, eight to nine hours of sleep a night for me to feel good. I need to exercise three times a week. And yes, these are things I'm telling myself, but it's still, it's my truth. And uh, yeah. And then if I, if I do these things that I know that I'm opt, I'm kind of operating at a good sort of optimal health, I guess. So yeah, I guess I kind of rambled a lot there. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and I agree with with a lot of what you're saying, even though I am seven years older, as you uh, very kindly pointed out. <laughs> the interesting thing I think about in my experience is, as I said, you know, we've started doing a lot more running and stuff like that. And as you sort of alluded to, it's good for the, you know, toning. I, I feel like that's what it mainly does for me body-wise, you know, running kind of really tones your body well. Uh, but also yes. getting out in the sunshine is great, like the vitamin D. And I think that's what I enjoy a little bit more than, you know, sometimes sitting in the gym. I feel like getting out in the sun, the vitamin D, as long as you're sensible and, you know, putting on your sunscreen and wearing a hat and whatever else, um, I feel like the vitamin D is just awesome. And when I'm doing a lot of readings back to back and stuff like that, I like to at least get out in the backyard, smell the flowers and, you know, running is really good for that. Yeah. So. I think the other thing for me is um, parkrun, like joining parkrun and making all those great friends that we've made through that. It encourages you because we do try to get out on weekends and walk together and all that sort of stuff. We do bush walking and trail runs and, you know, it's a group that wants to be fit. And I guess meeting through parkrun, it encourages us to do that. So we're all kind of varied ages. You know, Carly is about 10 years younger than us. Deborah is slightly older than me. Heather's older than me. So it's a really good mix, but everyone's on the same page. I really want to get out and, you know, run around and be really active. So I love that. And that's um, very inspiring for me. And I think it does help having uh, a circle of friends. It kind of reflects where you're at. We do have younger friends that are doing different things with their lives. And we have um, a lot of people who have kids, I guess, in our age group and we don't. So it's nice to have people like that, you know, who are willing to sort of get out and run around and be active. So I thought I find that really good inspiration for me. And I was just thinking while you were talking um, about the Better Baby book. I don't know if you've heard this, but Lana Asprey, she's such an interesting... Have you heard of uh, the Bulletproof Diet? I've heard of Bulletproof Coffee. 
Yes. So the Bulletproof Diet, Bulletproof Coffee is part of that. And it came, it was discovered by uh, David Asprey and uh, his wife is Lana. She's a doctor. And so the Bulletproof Diet, I found very interesting and I, I can't do the, I don't do caffeine anyway, but I tried to do the coffee once with the butter in it, which is what he promotes. And I'm like, oh, this is really, this is really bad. It's just, yeah, it didn't taste <laughs> good. My friend was doing it and he's like, oh, I have a whiff of it. And I'm like, no, no, that's really bad. Um, so the Bulletproof Diet is uh, fabulous. And what actually happened, I don't know if you know this story, but Lana met David and she said to him when they met, she was in her early 40s or late 30s, late 30s, I think. And she said to him, look, I can't have children. She had PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And she said, I can't have kids. So if you want to have a family or whatever, you better date someone else. Don't, don't date me. And he said, well, look, I came up with this bulletproof diet thing and he lost 30 or 40 kilos, Americans, whatever the equivalent is. He lost about 30 or 40 kilos on the bulletproof diet. He was, he was beyond obese and he came back to, he's a very thin, you know, man now. That's a lot just for our international audience. So 30 kilos is probably around 63 to 66 pounds. Yeah. I would say, are you Googling it, Michelle? I'm just Googling, well, I'm Googling his weight loss just so I get that correct. But he came up with the Bulletproof Diet. So that was a lot of uh, butters and things like that, but putting the butter with the coffee and all these sorts of things. And it was just very, very interesting. But what it actually did, he said he has he has a bit of a um, thing around, uh, what was he? He was like a qualified sort of scientist or he was like something to do with the body. Like he'd researched the body and the mechanics, biomechanics and things like that, I think it is. So it was very, very interesting. And he basically applied the biomechanics to his own body. And that's how he came up with the diet. So when he met his wife or now wife, and she said, oh, look, I can't have kids. He said, well, I've, you know, come up with the Bulletproof diet for me and it worked for me and it's worked for a lot of other people. So how about I come up with a diet to help you get over the PCOS, you know, to be able to have children, increase your fertility, blah, blah, blah. And so he came up with the diet for her. That's in her Better Baby book. So that's that's um, the book that she wrote with all of the information in it. And she fell pregnant for the first time at 41, I think it was. And then she fell pregnant again at 43. Now, what was interesting, and this is wow. where the aging gracefully comes in, when she was in the hospital and she was pregnant and they were doing some tests and things like that, they had her records there and they looked at the birth date. The medical guys looked at her birth date and went, no, this is, there's a mix up here. There's a mix up based on her results. And they said, no, that's, that's her birthday. And they're like, she can't be in her forties. And they're like, she is. And they're like, this is, these results are of someone in their twenties. And the doctors all went in and had a look at her. They're like, surely not. And she's like, yeah, I'm 43. That was with the second. And, uh, and it, yeah, they thought there was a mix up. So what she'd actually done is she'd reversed her aging. So uh, the Bulletproof Diet and the Better Baby book, if you want to, and you wouldn't have, obviously have to buy the Better Baby book if you're not into having kids or, you know, you've already done that, but the Bulletproof Diet and then maybe looking at the diet that, you know, Lana did uh, take because it's basically, it's anti-aging her. So she was the equivalent of someone in their 20s in terms wow. of the egg production, you know, her reproductive system, all of that stuff was, um, yeah, quite incredible. And the medical guys, oh, I might look that. into that. It's yeah, fabulous. that's really cool. You know, mm. I mean, you made me think of is yeah. There's that whole thing about your uh, your chronological age, but then your yeah. your body age. Yep, it's different. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that you know when you're talking though, it, it's it's just like if you don't decide to to change your life, you it won't change. Correct. So 
thing, you know, when you're talking about this woman doing all this age reversing stuff, it's bloody amazing. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. But you know, you you made me think about, you know, you and me running and doing our thing. You know, I never thought I would start to become a runner in my late 30s. What the hell? That never even occurred to me. But I realized that I was never going to become a runner unless I started to run. Or I was never going to become more toned and more fit if I didn't put some effort in. That's it. And I think sometimes we also need to find what's going to work for us. Some people Mm. go to the gym because they want to lose weight. When the gym is not conducive with what they want, they don't feel comfortable there. They can't get themselves to the gym, Mm. you know, whatever the case may be. So I think it's sometimes it's finding the thing that's going to work for you and then Mm. doing that thing. But, you know, although I think I have talked on previous episodes or maybe this is just on my own podcast, but when you talk, when you actually visualize things, the brain can't always tell the difference. Mm. But it's really important that you also visualize, I believe, while actually doing physical changes mm. as well to help kind of speed that up. I yeah, think. good too. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So, yeah, I think it's interesting when you're talking about, you know, the different friends and stuff like that. I tend to move around a lot. So it's a bit harder for me to, I think, find those groups of friends that I have in Canada. You know, my girlfriends, we've been friends for over 30 years, mm. um, which is just amazing. But I think a lot of the friends that I have are really just in different stages of life. Pretty much all of them have kids, yeah. which I don't really do. And um, I'm not interested in that. So it's, you know, for me, I guess it's a lot about my biz- my business. And I really like to spend time on my own as well. And I'm madly in love with my partner. So there's that. And, mm. you know, when you think about all the time we spend working and, you know, we don't have lots of, unless we create them, mm. we don't normally uh, have tons of opportunities to do extra stuff. You know what I, you know what I'm yeah. trying to say? So yeah. if you're working 50 to 60 hours a week and then you want to sleep, you want to spend time with your partner or spend time alone, I think you need to really choose your people wisely. So it's great that you've got people that are interested in the similar activities like you, yeah. like you're in. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Love it too. Um, one of the other things, Lauren, that struck me when we came up with the idea to do this is, and this is a conversation I've had with my friends because Deborah is 46, I think I'm 44. And we were talking about retirement villages. Now, I don't know how long they've been around in terms of the over 50s because they're over 50s. That's what they're coined as. I don't know oh, how okay. long they've been around for, but, you know, Lauren, uh, Deborah's 46, I'm 44, and I'm like, in four years, Deborah, you could be living in a retirement village. And she's like, her daughter's nine, like she's got a nine year old daughter. And I just oh wonder because, yes, people used to die younger and, and all that sort of stuff. And I remember my grandparents. And I think what I was going to say before when we're talking about aging gracefully is, you know, I look at photos of my grandparents when they were in their 30s and 40s. And in their 40s, they look like they were 60 or 70. Like, and I'm sure you've got the same thing because yeah. a lot of my grandparents went through yeah. depression and, you know, whatever it is was in your part of the world. And I think they lived a, a pretty hard life, you know, where they didn't have much food. They had to get those food stamps, you know, war, like going through all of those things. I think that really takes a lot out of you and out of your life For force. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I look at photos of them and I think, oh my God, I'm, in, I'm 44 and I've seen pictures of my grandparents in their forties and they were great. My grandma went gray at 20. My yeah. mom's mom was gray at 20, fully gray and she had to dye her hair black. So I just found that super interesting. And I only knew her with like snow white hair. 
but yeah, mum said she went grey in her twenties, um, which mm. is just crazy to me. I mean, I haven't even really gone grey now, and I don't dye my hair, and I'm 44. It's insane. So I think that oh, there needs to be a rethink. I know. I think. I mean, you know, as I said to you, my parents didn't go grey until they were like in their fifties, something like that. They still had normal, like regular hair. My parents don't dye their hair. Mum's never dyed her hair. So I do oh. think dyeing has something to do with that, though. Too. I don't know if that's a tip for aging gracefully, but. I've just never been much for dyeing my hair and I don't have greys. Whereas I notice all my friends who dye their hair do tend to get greys and then you end up having to cover them up and stuff like that. And I did go mm. through a little phase where I was dyeing my hair and then I noticed the greys were coming through and it was just like a, I don't know what they call it, like a natural kind of dyeing or something or other the guy said, but he did a few of them and I did have darker hair and I quite liked the look, but I noticed the greys were coming through and then I stopped doing it and then I didn't get greys. So I just stopped dyeing. But um, maybe that's a tip, maybe not. It might be just me. But um, Well, I don't know about that because I did not dye my hair a lot. I think I started dyeing my hair, honestly, in my, in my late 20s. Yeah, I didn't. I dyed my hair one time when I was probably 25, something like that. I can't always remember. That's the thing with aging, Grace. We can't always remember yeah. things. Fish oil. <laughs> Fish oil is great. Fish oil for the brain. Yeah, but then you just think it doesn't matter because it's in the past. It's not in the now. So anyway, I didn't, my whole point is I did not dye my hair a lot, but I think I started to dye it after I saw a grays coming in. Cause I'm, mm. I would easily be 85% gray. My boyfriend dyes my hair for mm. me. Yeah. I think some people are predisposed to it for sure. Yeah. yeah. I just, but I if wonder what if you're dye. saying. If you've stumbled on to something, maybe our listener at home, if you haven't gone gray, maybe stop dyeing your hair and see what happens. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because I did have greys coming through and I was like, yeah. oh my God. And then I stopped dying and um, and it was only like a little phase I went through in my mid thirties. And then, um, yeah, my hair's just as it is. But I just, I wonder if there needs to be rethink about retirement villages because I feel like people are uh, living longer. We're healthier. We're making new discoveries in medicine and things like that. And I think people are living a better quality of life and yeah. they definitely are dying later. And we retirement, you know, minimum really is 65. Some people can retire earlier than that, but really we're retiring around 65. They're trying to make that 67. So I'm thinking retirement villages should at the very least be over 60s, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, people are living longer. That's why they're trying to up the retirement age. But yeah. I mean, it's really important to save your money so that you can choose when you want to retire Yeah, and, um, you know, not have the government decide. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was reading the book. I'm pretty sure it was in the book, How to Bring Out the Magic of Your Mind. I think it was in that book about aging. There was like a chapter on aging or something mm -hmm. like that. But basically he wasn't, he wasn't encouraging people to retire at all. He was mm -hmm. just saying, you know, just keep, keep doing going. what you, if you love it. And my dad is 67 and I know he gets asked a lot about when he's going to retire, but he loves his job and he's good at it. So mm -hmm. Why does he need to? He doesn't mm. need to. He can do no. whatever he wants, you know? Yeah. Whereas if you want to retire, that's a totally different thing. Yeah. I am, you know, speaking from someone who's 37 and starting to build their empire. That's it. I have absolutely Incredible. no plan at all of ever retiring. It just doesn't Same. interest me to get a lot of passion and fuel from the things that I'm doing. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. So, I mean, retirement villages, yeah, I guess... I, I, when I think about retirement villages for people over 50 or over 60, you know, if they change mm. that, I guess I just kind of imagine it's an area where people want to live and be quiet. Yeah. Not necessarily go there to, you know, live out their final years per se, but to go there and to have that, that 
space to be quiet. Mm. So I, you know, and that really appeals to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we could see Lauren there in uh, under 50s. Yes, that's right. Special permission. Um, was there anything else you wanted to say before I give some tips and tools to improve your life, Lauren? Yeah, well, I guess there's just lots I wanted to talk about, but I mean, we don't really have time maybe to talk about all this in the show, but uh, you know, off the top, you were talking about aging like a fine wine. I do tell myself that. I have talked about it in the show before where I look at myself in the mirror and I go, yeah, girl, still got it. Or I focus on all the things that I love about myself because I think that when you are aging, you kind of notice, oh, your skin is not as tight as it once was. Or, you know, there are these things that do all my gray roots coming through that, you know, um, we're kind of taught to almost in a way not talk about or acknowledge. But I mean, that's not what this show is about. Our show is about telling things as they are. So uh, one of the affirmations I've started, which uh, feel free to take it on board, Michelle, if it feels good to you, is I've started saying that I have youth and vitality. So I was like running today and I'm like, I have youth and vitality. And every time I look in the mirror, I go, I have youth and vitality. So just telling myself, because our bodies will react with the messages we tell it we tell it to over and over and over again. So yep. if I want to continuously tell it I'm getting older, that's what it's going to do. But if I continuously tell it that I'm getting younger, like a fine wine, I only get better, I'm more wise, I have youth and vitality, you know, things like this. I also right. notice that me smiling is actually a youth, like really helps me look younger too. And just makes me feel better, obviously. But when you smile, you just look so much lighter and more beautiful. I noticed that like if, if when you smile, it lights your whole face up. Yeah. Totally- I feel that too. Yeah. And I feel like that for myself. Uh, I think it's a good know, way maybe- to turn your um, frown upside down literally. <laughs> but, but when I say that, I mean like if you're down in the dumps, Sometimes I just like laughter yoga. When I did laughter yoga, that was incredible. Like the muscles you use in laughter yoga, and that's a great tip for um, aging gracefully, I think, because we had a really, and sorry to interrupt, but it just um, made me think of that laughter yoga. Yeah. Um, it was such a good thing because we were aching, you know, our stomachs, our abs. We got a massive ab workout from really laughing big belly laugh and your face, like your whole face was aching. It was amazing. But we felt like we'd done this huge workout and it's using muscles you don't normally use. Like you don't do that in yoga, like when doing regular yoga, you're not laughing like that. And it really was, it was amazing for like the abs and the face, everything. So I think for probably aging gracefully, it'd be good to use our facial muscles in that way. But also like it makes all of that stuff, all the stuff you've been holding on to the, you know, you haven't been happy, whatever it is it just kind of goes and you don't realize it. And the end of it, you're like, Oh gosh, I feel so much better. What was that stuff I was worried about? And I think that's yeah. a great tip. Um, aging gracefully. I yeah. love laughter yoga. Swear by it. Continue. Um, I have a alarm in my phone that reminds me to smile. Love that. To smile. I got it this morning, 7am. I went, Oh yeah, smile. smile. Because you know, my resting face is into smile, even though I would love it to be. So yeah. just working that making that happen and going to a photo shoot. Let me tell you, I got a face workout. Smiling at that. Wait till you get married, Lauren. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's like a school formal. Is it? Yeah. You're always a 
Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I am kind of curious. I feel like we can't go on with the tools to improve your life until we talk a bit about Botox and plastic surgery, because I think that with aging, there is a lot around that. I've got mm-hmm. some interesting looking people that come to the restaurant. I can tell you that have been playing around with plastic surgery and Botox. Yeah. I'm from the Gold Coast. I know all about that. Do you? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I guess I kind of wanted to know your thoughts. I mean, I've got a, um, a line in the middle of my forehead that's really prominent if I frown or if I'm thinking, uh, that's when I realize. anyway, I wear, um, reading glasses when I'm on my computer and stuff that really helps to kind of relax that. But, mm. you know, part of me did sometimes think, well, should I get Botox to try to prevent that from getting worse? And then I thought, I don't like the idea of filling my body with toxin, a chemical when I feel like I can tell myself what I want my face to do just yeah. through will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was just kind of interested if you had thoughts on that. And I know a lot of younger people are getting that. But then I was talking to somebody the other day. They basically said that they had won a makeover, some kind of makeover where they got fillers and Botox and this sort of thing. And I think it turned out to be about $700 worth assessed, like every time they went. Yeah. And it's pretty frequent, I think. Maintenance. Yeah. Yeah, Like seven to eight weeks, I think, to keep that going. And if you're getting your hair done or something like that, that's about the sort of time frame. I mean, yeah. Exactly. So I remember I was talking to a friend a little while ago about Botox because I know people who get it done. Mm. And then she goes, oh, yeah, you could get a little bit here and here. And then you could get some fillers here and here. And I said, stop talking to me about this because I don't want to look at myself Mm -hmm. and think that I need that. Mm. And then the other thing, and then I'll let you have the floor. But one thing that that made me think of as well is, you know, those filters we get on our phones and Snapchat to make accentuate things and stuff like that. Yeah. I actually do not use those. I've never used them and I have sometimes played around, looked at myself with it. And I I did notice one time that I kind of liked how it looked Mm. and that's when I stopped stopped even playing with it because I went, no, I, um, I'm not going to tell myself that that's what I need to look Mm. beautiful. Cause I met a woman before and she looked so different in person than she did on her online presence. It was shocking. Yeah, It was this night and day kind of thing. And she wouldn't take a normal photo. She always had to have a filter on or some kind of modification. Mm. And I just thought that was a denial of obviously body dysmorphia, but then also just with her, grow like aging too yeah and uh yeah and so I don't take those with the um the photo shoot I got done so she goes yeah and it includes editing and I said listen I don't really want any editing the only editing that I want is if there are a couple maybe flyaway hairs that Mm. are out of place Mm. there's one photo of I'm wearing a dress and I'm kind of turned to the side so the fabric of the dress is bunched up in a weird way that makes it look like I have a kind of like a weird side fat that I don't have. So I just Mm. said, maybe remove a bit of that. Yeah. And then I thought maybe if my teeth looked yellow, but they shouldn't, but if they did, maybe just a slight Mm. mod on that, but that's it. So Mm. I'm like telling all my secrets, but whatever. (laughs) But I I said, I want to keep my wrinkles. I want to keep any kind of imperfections like that. I want them in there because Mm. I don't want to I want to look how I am. I want you to be able to see me in a photo and meet me in person and not have any discrepancies about what, who you've met or 
you know, what that person actually looks like. Yeah. So any thoughts on, uh, on that five minutes of rant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, I love, I love when the celebs come out and they show you if they're on a magazine cover and someone like Reese Witherspoon, she's really down to earth. I find that she's great, like very upfront, very kind of here I am. This is it. This is a reality on Twitter and things where I follow her on Instagram. And I love it when they have a magazine cover shoot and they say, well, look, this is the finished product. This is what they've made it look like. And this is the original. And they put the original photo up from what it started at. And I think it's great. And even though it has been airbrushed and all this stuff's been done to it, I think it's nice that they're willing to put the original photo up as well, like to show that this is a reality and this is what it started out as and this is what they can do, you know, and change it to. So I found that really cool just to see the comparison. But I, in terms of the Botox and things now, as a journalist, we are trained to look at body language. So we're trained to look where people's eyes are going, all that sort of stuff. And I think that it's really difficult once someone gets some sort of facial work and if it is like a Botox or something where they're paralyzing essentially certain facial muscles and that sort of thing, it can just really a change your appearance, but B, you can't tell what they're thinking. And so if you're doing an interview with someone and they're just like, their face is just motionless. How do you know, like what they're, what they're feeling, if they're really angry or sad, or they're going to start crying or whatever, like you can't tell. And so for someone who's trained to look at body language and facial expression and stuff like that, I watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, I love that. And uh, the New York one, eh, not so much into that, but I love the Beverly Hills one, Lisa Vanderpump and all of those guys. And they, they had a big conversation about the different Botoxes and all the different things. And Taylor, um, who's on Real Housewives, she is, you know, she's got the big lip fillers and like the whole thing and she swears by it and she gets all the Botox and everything. And they were injecting it and showing it how it does it. And it just puffs out like this, like at the side of her head had this huge big ball there while the Botox is being um, dissolved into her skin or into her sister. Oh my God. It looked awful. It was like a big beasting, like a huge beasting. And she can't move her face. And, and they were like, you know, be happy, be angry, whatever, whatever. And she's just like this the whole time with these huge lips. And you're just like, oh God, it's really scary. Like I don't want to ever it's look so like It's so gross. Oh, yeah. I think it just really makes us as women, especially look like an object as though yeah. we're meant to be pretty to look at and not interesting to talk to. And you know what that reminded me of is I remember my friend telling me about her friend's mom or something. My friend's friend's friend. Anyway, she had had a lot of work done. You know, when you see an old person, you like get up off the bus and give them your seat or you're careful around them or whatever. She had had so much work done that you couldn't really tell her age. Mm. So even though she was in her seventies, she probably looked more like in her fifties. So people Mm. treated her different. Like they would push her around if she was around and then like, I think she would sometimes go- Yes, she was frail, but no one treated her as such because mm. she didn't necessarily give that yeah. outward appearance initially. I reckon that's like um, Jane Fonda. Like Jane Fonda, I'm pretty sure, is in her 70s and she's amazing. Like she's gorgeous um, and quite natural looking. I don't find her over the top or anything like that. But 
um, it, do, it is disconcerting because you sometimes can't tell them until you can look at their hands or their neck. The hands and the neck are two difficult things to really do too much with. Yeah. But I think yeah. you can always tell, you know, from the hands or neck. So what I was going to say uh, for our listener at home, Lauren, and this may apply more to women um, probably than men, but uh, apologies to the men who are listening. But eye cream is a tip that someone gave me and it's amazing for the backs of your hands and your lips. So the lips are obviously very sensitive skin and they can get very dry, you know, summer, that sort of thing, dry heat, if there's not a lot of humidity in the air. Um, And our hands, as I mentioned, uh, do show age very easily. So Mm -hmm. eye cream is actually amazing for the backs of your hands and your lips. Um, And I just feel like eye cream, obviously on your eyes as well, is one of the tips that I think when we did that episode on makeup and making yourself look beautiful, um, she talked about the importance of eye cream in your uh, beauty regime. So hydration, I think, is really important for being young and healthy. And I think like with us running, that does encourage you to drink a little bit more. So I think hydration is super important as well. And it just helps your skin, you know, remain elastic because if you are dehydrated and you pinch your skin and it still stays where it is, that's not a good thing. Um, The skin should snap back. Um, so that shows that you are well hydrated, which is great. And Lauren's just snapping her skin away over there. Well, how would it stay up? If you, do you that to, if you do that to your grandma, if you do that to your grandma, great-grandma, someone who's really old, you pinch their skin and see what happens. It doesn't snap back. It's like paper. Okay. You know when people get old and their skin's like paper, like paper thin? Oh, yeah. Grandparents. And then if you yeah. pinch their skin, it won't snap back because there's no collagen. There's nothing underneath it. It's just oh. skin and bone. Yeah? Makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it won't snap back. So that's aging, but it's also hydration. Now collagen, you can add that to your smoothies and that will actually help plump up your skin. It's amazing for your bones. So for people who are at risk of osteo and different bone conditions, uh, collagen's amazing for that bone health. Jason's got arthritis, so I always try to put that in his smoothies and things. So collagen as an additive, um, and it's not uh, vegetarian, unfortunately, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's vital. So I do put that in smoothies and that's a really great tip as well for remaining young. Uh, coconut oil is a tip that my ex who is Indian uh, gave me because all the Indian people, you know, the women, they have that beautiful, long, black, shiny hair. So when we were together, he used to massage coconut oil into my hair and you'd leave it in for a couple of hours and then rinse it. And it's incredibly hydrating for your hair, incredibly. So it's like a treatment. I'm due and for that. I'm due yeah, for that. it's in beautiful. And it smells beautiful too. So coconut oil, massaging it in, leaving for a couple of hours and then rinsing it out um, is another really great tip for the hair. Lauren, have you got any uh, tips, tools? Um, yeah, my <laughs> this is totally the opposite of all the fabulous things you've said, but I found that L'Oreal has a really good root spray if you uh, dye your hair and you have grays coming through and yes, so you could just spray it in your hair. It does dry out your hair, I find, Mm -hmm. but it kind of, for me, it gets me through, you know, a week or two if I don't want to dye my hair that often, or Mm -hmm. if I'm just, you know, doing videos, let's say, Mm -hmm. and I want to, you know, not have that as a distraction. Uh, rose oil is also really nice for your face. I really enjoy using rose oil. And um, yeah, in the beauty and the business episode that you were talking about with uh, Megan Dent, yep. she talked about the um, the face makeup or the the, fi- the makeup actually by a company named Isada. And yes. they're a based company. And I bought the um, face makeup 
it's a mineral makeup and it is incredible. It's, it's incredible. You can blend it into your face literally with no brush. Yeah. And you she don't was get really lines. keen on it, wasn't she? Yes. That's great. It can, your skin can still breathe while you wear it. It's got sunscreen in it. Uh, it is so good. So if anyone is looking at changing things up, I think that sometimes as we age, we tend to stick with the same products because yeah. they've always worked, but sometimes you can actually get better. And so you get better by trying new things out. So I would really recommend ask your girlfriends or your, your non-girlfriends, your boyfriends, you know, what kind of products they use, things mm. like that. You know, because you never know. You could find that, you know, there's something you've been doing and there's maybe a better way that's going to be more conducive with you, mm. you know, with your body. And I think it's also paying attention to what your body is telling you mm. uh, as well, which is, I think, really important. I also take vitamins. So I take um, oregano oil if I'm ever feeling a bit, you know, maybe tired or down because it's really an intense antibacterial oil. I take fish oil on a regular basis. Sure, right. I take vitamin B. I take um, grapefruit oil. I take, uh, what else do I take? I take black walnut husk sometimes. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. It just depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different stuff that I take. So uh, I think sometimes that's really important. And especially I don't tend to eat a lot of meat. I do eat meat, but I, I eat free range, uh, grass fed kind of meat, organic dairy, organic eggs, things like that. I don't ever eat meat if I don't know where it's come from. I just mm. would eat vegetarian or vegan in that mm. scenario. And so I think that's, uh, I really encourage people to eat less. Yeah, plant-based. Plant-based is good for any aging. Now, Lauren, it's time for the party element and that's brought to you by your business this week. Yes. So I, um, I guess the, the cool thing is that, the cool thing, I don't even know. <laughs> I was actually trying to buy myself a minute to find my notes. That's actually what I was oh, trying to whoops. do there and it didn't work really well because, <laughs> um, my, uh, yeah, because it was taking me a little bit longer to find what I was looking for. But basically, I, um, I help small to medium-sized business owners find answers to their business questions in one easy place without wasting time. And that is the Raw Raw Spirit Team. So the Raw Raw Spirit Team is an online community where you can grow your business and yourself. In fact, today, I will be sitting in the Raw Raw Spirit Team for half an hour working on my business, but also I am there to support the people in the spirit team. If they've got any questions about their business, if they're struggling with something, if they want me to look over something, give feedback, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's just one of the amazing benefits from the raw, raw spirit team. I also have recently launched on my website. I spent hours and hours and hours on this. I have launched my new course. It's called the task reduction system. And it's all about oh, that's time. a great name. 
Thank you. And it helps you to reduce your work hours by half so you can stop playing catch up on the weekend. So what you basically do is you buy the course, you've got access to it for 365 days. There's a free workbook included in the course valued at $50. It's two hour course and you basically learn how to identify, label, organize your tasks and it really will change your life if you can get a hold of your time management. So that's all at rawrawconsulting.com or rawrawspiritteam.com. It's all on the same website. Love that. Um, so Lauren, I have a couple of little things to support the party element this week. Did you have anything you wanted to say? Are we happy for me to go ahead? I'm happy for you to go ahead. I guess the only thing I really want to recommend is just to, I think we've said it a lot, get clear on the messages you're telling yourself. If you're telling yourself you're getting old and saggy, then that's exactly what you're telling your body to do. Mm. But if you tell yourself that you're getting fit and toned and you have youthful vitality, guess what? That's what starts to happen. And it's practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Good tip. Um, so Lauren, a couple of things I found online, which I really loved. Now you heard, have heard of Insight Timer and it's a little app. It's fabulous. Yes. It's got a bunch of different meditations and things you can do there. And I just had a look through around aging and things like that. Now, grace is a word that you used, I think last episode, uh, grace, graceful, that sort of thing. Yes. And I really like that. And I founded this aging with grace by Samuel Gustafsson and it's a really beautiful meditation on insight timer and it's he's got a beautiful voice and i think that's really important for me i'm very auditory uh, from being in radio so i like to make sure the voice is right the music's right and it's just beautiful so i highly recommend that i wanted to sort of have a little look around because i feel like meditation is just incredible the more you can slow down time the slow uh, we age, I feel. And it was like that lady I interviewed for Spiritual Events Directory where she does the heart-mind meditation. And I love that heart-breath um, healing one that you did with, um, what was that lady's Beloved. name? Yeah, really Beloved, good. Yeah. yeah. And so I play that sometimes to my clients here and things like that and they love it. And I think when you connect in that way and the lady that I interviewed about meditation and heart-mind, she was saying, you know, if I'm running late, I slow my breath down and I do like a kind of a meditation as I'm sort of running around looking for my keys or whatever I've lost. And it just slows down time. And she said, she's always on time and she doesn't know how it happens, but she feels like meditation slows down time. So I feel like if we're trying to age gracefully, it's a great idea to meditate, you know, slow down your breath, that sort of thing. And then um, obviously, you know, it's kind of anti-aging, I feel. So, uh, Eckhart Tolle talks about that as well. It's the same mm. thing being yeah. anti-aging in that way. Cause you're always just in the moment. Whereas yeah. when we think we're getting older, that's what we're telling ourselves to do. Yeah. You're putting yourself in the present. Um, binaural beats are really good too. So there was another one I found on Insight Timer. It's anti-aging and deep healing with binaural beats. So, uh, that's by Michael McIntosh and I'll put the links to both of those in the show notes, but there was some, also some really good quotes on Pinterest that I found and I've added them into our show notes. Um, and, one of them was by Emma Thompson, the actress. The trick is to age honestly and gracefully and make it look great so that everyone else looks forward to it. And I like that because I am uh, seven years older than Lauren, as she alluded to. So it means that whatever I'm doing, she's like, oh, awesome. You know, I can't wait to get to Michelle's age because that's fabulous. So I'm yeah. hoping to inspire. Uh, the recipe, another quote that I found today, a recipe or the recipe for what makes a woman sexy at any age is simple. Beauty, brains, and class all serve straight up with a healthy dose of confidence. And I think that's awesome because 
you know, loving yourself, as you said before, there's a great little mantra that you mentioned before that's working for you. And I feel like, you know, a lot of that is to do with how we feel about ourselves, confidence, not being uh, the imposter syndrome, not being the imposter, not feeling like, what am I doing here? You know, who is this? And, and what, what is my yeah. game? You know, it's all about confidence. And I feel like that's the sexiest thing at any age. If you're confident, it definitely makes a difference to how people 100%. perceive you. And the third one I found, which I love, these are all via Pinterest. Um, nobody grows old merely by living a number of years. We grow old by deserting our ideals. Years may wrinkle the skin, but to give up enthusiasm wrinkles the soul. And that's heartfeltquotes.blogspot.com. And I just loved that. It's like to give up enthusiasm wrinkles the soul. And it was what you were talking about retiring before when you were talking about retiring and your dad just wants to keep working, is really enjoying what he's doing. And you hear a lot of people say that when they give up work and retire and things like that, sometimes, and it's not fun, but sometimes they, they drop dead. Sometimes that's what happens. Many people have retired and then dropped dead a day or two later and yeah. it's quite incredible. So I think that the best thing about that is to keep doing it, keep doing what you love. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you quit your main job, make sure you've got some side hustles going on, you know, some hobbies and things that you really yeah. look forward to, you know, getting up to do in the morning. So, and I think don't wait to live your life. Exactly. Don't wait to retire to live your life. Yeah. If you want to take more than three days vacation, Michelle, bloody do it. Take it. You know? <laughs> what? <laughs> but it's true. Take yes. it. Lauren's, you know? Lauren's got her shouty voice on now. A listener at home, Lauren has her <laughs> shouty voice on. She's a master all of a sudden. Uh, now, coming up in the next podcast, Lauren, we're going to be talking about uh, starting a business network. So Lauren's still chuckling away in the background. I've recently joined Aura Business, and that's in my community here on the Sunshine Coast. We've got Aura Connected, which is another little sort of subcommittee. And I'm in a development which is done by Stockland. I'm not sure if they're up in the north of Queensland as well, but Stockland uh, do a lot of the big sort of housing developments and things like that. So we've got Aura Connected and Aura Business. And it's been a really fun process. We're actually launching, we were going to launch this month and do a big networking event. But I was like, you know, everyone's kind of winding down. We've had a pretty rough year. It's been COVID this year. People are getting ready for the Christmas holidays. God knows what we're going to be able to do or where we're going to be able to go. But I feel like it'd be better to launch in February when school's back. We've had a big break. Everyone's fresh. And then we launch in Feb and then it's like we've got 2021 and 2021 may be different, you know, from this year. So I just felt to start afresh rather than launch this thing, everyone's away for the holidays and then they kind of forget about it because it's all energy, you know, it's all energy. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing. And I just thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk about, I guess, the processes we're going through, you know, trying to raise awareness, trying to get people on board that sort of thing. And it's not for money. It's basically just to keep all the local businesses aware of each other so that we're shopping locally. So um, there's a bunch of, yeah, really cool little ideas and things we've come up with around that. So that's what we're going to be talking about. It's going to be a fair bit of business next episode, Lauren. But I'm going to talk about an experience that I had in business network that I wasn't impressed with. (laughs) Oh yeah. Good. We've got to have both sides of the coin. That's awesome. Yeah. Love that. So this has been the business in the front, party in the back, 
podcast. I don't know what I'm doing, but anyway. Um, if you loved what you heard this week, then please tell everyone you know. Let them know yeah. because that's the only way we can really continue to do this. We do do this as a labour of love. Uh, but Lauren and I love to have comments, interaction. We are going to, we have been a bit slack. We're going to get back into doing our monthly videos, our monthly catch-ups, which we post on social media. But we yes. do like to give a lot of value in our episodes. If you loved what you heard, tell everyone you know. And Lauren, if you didn't love what you heard. Don't tell anybody. Nice finish. I like that very much. Thank you, Thank you so much. Practicing. I'll see you next week. Thanks for a great show. <laughs>